Hey there, you're listening to Starting the Conversation, the podcast which is all about communicating the real life narrative of being an entrepreneurial woman. I'm your host, Alice Burnham, and if you're ready to be inspired and fall one step closer to your dream career, then keep on listening. Welcome to episode number three of Starting the Conversation. As you know, on a Friday is the day where I upload interviews on this podcast, and today's interview is one that I am so excited for you to listen in on. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Hayley Vincent, who many of you all know. She is, I guess you could call her, a full-time travel blogger. She spends her days currently living in Bali. She travels the world, posts beautiful pictures on her Instagram, and is just a really down-to-earth and lovely person too. Uh, Just five months ago, she quit her nine to five and began working full time, traveling the world, exploring, taking these beautiful photos and working with brands. And it was just so great to talk to her, to talk about the real life of what she's doing, the behind the scenes of those gorgeous pictures and actually just kind of shed some light on what she does and how that might be accessible to other people. We talked about her story into how she became a full-time travel blogger, what her technique is for approaching brands and sponsorship deals, why she values her personal brand so much, and even just throughout it, she gave out so many inspiring and useful tips for people who may want to be a travel blogger and may want to turn their passion for travel into a career. And whether this is a career that you're interested in or not, I know that you'll just find this conversation so interesting and find Haley's attitude to everything really inspiring, regardless of what you do. I know I did. Um, so be sure to check out Haley's Instagram. I can promise you, you're going to find it beautiful and love it. You'll find her Instagram and her blog that she has just going to relaunch linked in the show notes over on the website. So I don't want to keep talking any longer because I know you're probably excited to get into this episode. So if you're ready to dive into our conversation, please keep listening and let's get started. Hayley, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. No worries, thank you for having me. That's all good. So to start us off, tell people a bit more about yourself, what you do you are yeah sure so um my name's Hayley obviously um but the past kind of year I've been um pushing on like travel writing travel blogs everything like that um kind of scratching up with my um photography um a little bit of editing but not anything major in that part mostly just like travel blogs and trying to inspire other people to travel and kind of get out there and see a bit more of the world yeah, so cool. So would you say you're now a full-time travel blogger, I guess? It's what you do as your job yeah, now. So, yeah, so I actually left my job, my full-time job, um, about five months ago um, to, do, to do travel blogging um, full-time. Um, I've actually relocated to Bali now as well, so um, it's kind of easier to travel from there. So kind of taking the bigger step to really push it. Yeah, that's so exciting. So what was your kind of journey into travel blogging? Because you did a couple of jobs before that were travel based, but obviously nothing that was quite what you're doing now. So if anyone's listening and kind of wants to know, well, how do you get to that place? What's your story to where you are now? Yeah, so I've worked in travel before. So I was um, a travel agent for a year and a bit. um, And with that, I actually relocated to New Zealand. um, So that was good. So I think once you kind of get into the travel industry, um, it's good to, like, it is quite an easy way to move 
from like job to job um, in in the travel industry. Um, and I was also an air hostess as well. Um, but that was before being a travel agent. So that was kind of like obviously traveling to different places, but I didn't actually stop anywhere, which was rather annoying. I was flying to other places, but never actually got out. So yeah, I was always in the travel industry, but now it's good to just work for myself. Don't have to work for a business and answer to anyone or like, make somebody else's dreams come true and work for them. Um, everything that I put in or the effort I put in, it's for my own benefit. So I think it's kind of, it's worthwhile and you actually look forward to doing the work. Yeah, and I guess before in those jobs, you were helping other people to travel and allowing them to do that. But now you just get to do exactly. it for yourself, which is a lot yeah. more fulfilling. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. So it's also, um, like we were speaking about before, um, that, you know, when you do a nine to five job um you kind of have to stay there until the time's up rather than when you finish working whereas when you work for yourself you just know that you just have to do those certain amount of jobs and then you're free to do whatever you want for the rest of the day so um yeah that's why it's good to kind of like I don't think I could ever go back to working for somebody else now it's (laughs) five months in and you're hooked (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly I was hooked straight away (laughs) I love that so how did you find that transition because obviously going like we were talking about kind of earlier being in a nine-to-five you're under management someone's telling you what to do all the time you have a time that you arrive and a time that you leave and then to go to being fully self-employed you run your own schedule you decide when you do and don't work how did you find that transition because I think it's not always easy but we don't often talk about it yeah it was it was quite hard it was quite daunting and scary because um obviously there was a few times where I sat at my laptop and I was like, I actually have no idea what to do. Like I had a mind blank and everything like that. But I think you just got to push through it and send those risky emails, you know, send, just get yourself out there. And then once the ball's rolling, you know, you just get the hang of it. I was quite scared to begin with. Even now I get a bit worried before I'm sending a risky email, stuff like that, but you just have to do it. So like the one thing I would say to people is to just, you know, be confident and just believe in what believe in what you're offering people, um, and then you'll be fine. Yeah, it's so interesting and I think a lot of people will look at your say Instagram or your website and see these amazing travels that you go on and beautiful places that you go to. But there's obviously so much work that goes into that beforehand, which you kinda of touched mm-hmm. on there. Um, so I guess tell us more about I guess the admin and the work and the emails that goes into making those kind of beautiful pictures and end products yeah so you're right like people do look at Instagram and they look at the photo and they think oh you know I just want to take a photo and then I'll be able to get to where say I am today but obviously there's a lot of people that are ahead of me so like for somebody that's looking back say a year before me if that makes mm-hmm. sense yeah so like if people look if I was looking at somebody a year ahead of me like there's a lot that goes into it rather than just the finished product so obviously if you've got a nice photo of I don't know somewhere in Bali like this morning we got up at 4am drove all the way to Ubud to get this photo that we wanted was there for hours had to hike up this big trek like took the photos and then we had to drive all the way back and now we've got to edit them check that it's the right thing like right shot that we want photoshop it everything like that and then 
it's the final piece so there's a lot more to it and obviously as well like with brands and stuff there's a lot of um back and forth emails negotiation everything like that before you actually agree on a deal or a collaboration or stuff like that so you know i think it's very important to for people to realize that it's not just a one click post and that's it there's a lot that goes on before and as well with the blo- um writing the blogs you know there's there's a lot of trying to be creative and what you're going to write about the first edit second edit read proof everything like that um so it it does take a lot of time and effort so yeah I think people need to realize it's not just going to happen overnight (laughs) yeah and it's so easy to see that final product or maybe people compare what you're doing to what they're doing and not realize that like you literally got up at 4am and hiked up a huge mountain to get there like you just don't consider that do you you just see the the beautiful picture and think oh she has such an amazing life (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly you know there's a lot yeah there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that people don't say talk about as well like a lot of people don't they don't mention it so it's good for people to realize that it's not all it's not all fun and games yeah and is that something that you expected because I mean your boyfriend is a travel photographer Jacob so he was doing it I guess before you were doing it so was being with him helpful in that you knew there was going to be more work than just going on these beautiful holidays or was it a bit of a kind of shock to you no, definitely. Like from speaking to him when he's been on trips, like there'll be five days where he's slept a whole of like six hours in five days. Like every sunset, every sunrise, he had to get up for. And then in between that, obviously, he was editing, running like all the content creators. Um, so I did, I did know what was to, what I was, what I should expect in terms of like all the hard work. So I think it was helpful in me to me in that sense because I knew like coming from and being with somebody from that background anyway um so it was quite it was quite eye-opening for me like when we first even got together and he was with Beautiful Destinations for two years so it was literally from that from the two years so I do know what is required um but again like if people don't know then that how are they supposed to you know yeah so if it's all Instagram is is that perfect stuff yeah. how are people meant to see that there's kind of so much more that exactly. goes into that yeah. um so you kind of mentioned earlier about a lot of your job and kind of the behind the scenes is reaching out and being in communication with sponsors and brands that you work with um mm-hmm. so I guess being fully kind of transparent that's probably would you say the main way that kind of your income's made through travel blogging what yeah. does that look like because I think often people can feel maybe uh what's the word I think it can be easy to feel a bit like you need to wait for brands to come to you or those collaborations should just happen. But actually you talk quite openly about how you reach out to people and you send those emails first. So what's that like for you? What tips would you give to people that might want to start reaching out to brands or sponsors? Yeah, I mean, have a look around, see what brands are working with other people, um, drop them a message um, if it's a DM or an email and just be like, obviously introduce yourself and just show to them um, what you can bring to the table so it's not kind of asking for free stuff um, just because obviously they're not just going to give stuff away for free you have to show them what you can do and obviously what you can do for their brand um, the only way they're going to work with you is if you if you can provide you know something for them so rather than just asking for a free stay here or a free I don't know product um it's best to just kind of introduce yourself and maybe even sometimes do a few 
um, collaborations with them for free. So, you know, and just build up a relationship with them and then eventually it will turn into something paid. Um, obviously, you have to kind of give value to your work, though, if, if they're asking for ridiculous stuff because they think they can because they're a big brand, then obviously you have to say no because it's, it's your income. Like, it's like any job. It's like going to a nine-to-five obviously you're not going to go in and then your boss will call over well hopefully <laughs> will call over you um so you know the, the brands have to understand that that's how we survive you can't survive off free watches you know you can't go into a shop and be like oh here's a free watch yeah. you, you do need the cash so um but yeah it's just a fine line between obviously creating that relationship with them doing a few things for free if it comes to it and then decide on you know the final um deal that you want to do with them um, but yeah i mean don't be afraid to reach out to people i mean they're, they're only going to say no you just send an email that i would not reply or say no so you know it's no harm in doing that and they must get loads of emails anyway so you're you know you you feel like you're the only one sending them emails so you're like oh, i don't want to pester them but so many people are doing it yeah and it's so good to kind of talk openly about that because i think a lot of people can probably be really confused as to like how do you afford this lifestyle of doing all these amazing travels? But obviously there's so much work that goes into that and so yeah. much work to create that two-way relationship. If it's not just you getting free stuff, actually you're working for them in a sense, you're adding value to their brand, you're marketing on their behalf. Exactly, yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, just, just to go for it again with the whole, you know, you have to be confident. Um, to just, as long as, as long as you're confident in your brand, then I don't think that you should have any issues you know portraying it to to other brands or other people that you want to collab with yeah and you talk quite a bit about kind of the importance of your brand so I think for a lot of people starting out they might feel that tendency to say yes to everything every collaboration yeah. or every sponsor because that's is so exciting and they want to do that but actually you're quite precious about the brands that you collaborate with so tell us more about that and kind of why you value your brand so much yeah so I think to be honest I think as well like if I wasn't when I was with Jacob, he obviously showed to me how precious it is to not give in to every brand and every collaboration. Because uh, I I have had emails, I still get emails now about like coffee and like body scrubs and stuff like that. And it, it's just for you to post a photo with this, you know, sachet of coffee. And it, it's just it's just not what my my photos are and what my brand is it just wouldn't fit so I think it, it's just very important to when you get an email from a brand or something like that just always think like is that me would that fit with my feed would that fit with my brand and if it doesn't then just don't be afraid to say no because something else will come through but if you say yes to everything then the higher brands the ones that will pay will actually look at your feed and be like no we don't want to work with her because she works with everyone so you know, it's, it's kind of like you have to just stick to what you know. And if that's not, if a brand comes to you and you don't agree with what they do. So like I would never work with a leather, like a, a pure leather company because I don't really, I don't like wearing leather. So I wouldn't do that. Whereas if a brand came to me and offered me so much money, I would still say no. So it's just important to know like what your values are, what your, you know, what you believe in and just stick to it otherwise you will end up this as one of the same you know you can flick through thousands and thousands of instagram pages that look exactly the same and that's because they do that they give in and they just kind of work with everyone so you just have to you know 
be proud of your brand. Yeah, that's such good advice. And you mentioned in there about how kind of you wouldn't necessarily go for a brand that was leather. Um, and you mentioned before when we were chatting about how despite the fact that you and your boyfriend Jacob you run a business together your brands are actually really separate and that's something that you've been really keen to create so tell us more about that and how you two kind of because it's a fine line isn't it you work together you're on the same company but you build your own brands so what does that look like for you yeah it's like like both of our images and like how we like to portray things are completely different and that's just kind of because we've got different personalities and we like to show that um but it's very hard it was very hard when I was first starting out because I was just addressed all the time as Jacob's girlfriend um and you know I just felt like his shadow and there was one time where I was addressed I was at this meal and I was addressed to everybody as Jacob's girlfriend not as Hayley literally at all I know and after that, I, I got home and I was I was actually quite sad. Like, I got really upset because I was just like, how has it come to this that I'm just Jacob's girlfriend? So from that moment on, I made sure that people knew who I was, you know, by my own person, not by Jacob's girlfriend. Obviously, it will still happen because he's got a lot more followers than me. We're together. You know, if people knew him before they knew me, I, I, I would get addressed as that. But it's just to make sure that people do realize that I'm not just like his tag along or his shadow like I am my own person I think that's very important otherwise it, you can get bogged down by it so yeah but it's again the whole like being proud of my own brand um but he like he is he does help me a lot and everything like that which is good um and he knows that we both have our separate um ideas and brands so but yeah so I don't know I just don't want to be known as a shadow <laughs> I just think that's great though I think it can probably be so easy when you're walking into an industry correct me if I'm wrong but where your boyfriend's obviously pretty big in that industry to separate yourself from that and still be like no I want to be my own person I want to have my own kind of stamp in this in this market exactly. yeah um yeah it's, obviously it was hard because a lot of the people on Instagram and in the photography um you know sector they all do know Jacob so it was hard to begin with but I feel like it is you know it is happening it's getting out there um and obviously the more time and more hard work that goes into it the less it's going to happen um so yeah it's just it's just being persistent with it yeah and I guess was it maybe one of the things that you expected walking into doing this or was it a bit of a shock of like oh this is something I didn't realize I was going to have to work so hard on um, I think I did know, but I didn't realise how, like you said, how much I would have to work on it and make sure that I, it wasn't a constant thing. Um, but it, it, I, sometimes I don't mind it, but it's just how it's portrayed. Um, so, I mean, obviously we don't want to merge into one person. Nobody wants that. So, yeah, I, I think I did know, but not to this extent. So it was, it was a bit of a shock. Yeah, and it's good to talk about the reality of it, isn't it? I think it can be so easy to see what's going on on Instagram or whatever and just assume that's yeah. something some way, but it's great to hear kind of kind of the truth about how you find exactly. that and what that's like for you. Um, so with you two running a business together, obviously now you've like just moved to Bali like two or three days ago, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do you find time to stop? Because when you're so, obviously you love your job, you love to travel, you're passionate about traveling and you obviously... Mm work with Jacob you spend all your time together how do you intentionally go we're not going to do work now we're going to stop is that something that you do how do you find that 
Um, yeah, it is something that we do. I mean, obviously, we're on our phones all the time and our laptops, everything like that. Um, so I do try and make us have one time of day where we are off our phones. So it's usually like dinner. If we've cooked dinner or if we're going out for dinner, um, I do try and – and he does as well. Like We try and just say, all right, let's just put our phone down for, you know, what is it, half an hour, 45 minutes – um, and just kind of be in the moment rather than in our phones. Um, but then even then when we were at dinner, obviously we're discussing, you know, who we've been speaking to and emailing in the day. So it is, it's just because it is our life. It's just, it just kind of blurs into one, but it's nice to not be on the phone or on the laptop um, all the time. So yeah, it, it, it does kind of merge into one, but it's just, mm. it, we enjoy mm. it. So we don't mind but it's just nice to have that time to be with each other rather than you know have two phones in between us <laughs> yeah and I guess the idea of kind of work-life balance isn't really true for the industry that you're in because what you do is kind of more of a lifestyle than a job really it's just something that you're kind of super fortunate to do and you've worked hard to be able to do so I guess it's less of a it doesn't seem like a job to you it's more of just kind of actually this is what we do this is who we are yeah exactly and like it is a busy job as well like um when it's a good time and we've like good time of year and we've got loads of jobs in and we've just done a few deals and everything like that it is a busy time so you know it can be up until the hours early early hours of the morning you know finishing things off and finishing editing and stuff like that um so yeah it is it is hard to switch off but like i said before it's just finding time to be like okay try and you know for the next half an hour we'll just be with each other yeah I think it's so good you kind of acknowledged earlier about the thing of how you're traveling to these amazing places but actually it can be so easy to still be looking at all these amazing views through your phone and still be kind of living it through technology so how I mean we mentioned when we did that first chat with each other just about how you kind of see people traveling and they're just there looking through their phone screens or their camera screens and you're really keen to kind of actually experience these places as well as document them aren't you yeah so I do when I'm taking photos and everything like that like with my phone or if we're doing the photos through Jacob's camera and stuff like that I do kind of tend to put them down and just kind of take in my surroundings as well because I, I think it is really easy for people to just go to this destination look through their phone take a photo and leave and then not actually have registered it you know they just want to go somewhere to find the perfect instagramable photo but not actually experience it for themselves which i think is quite sad because i know 20 years ago it wasn't a thing people would go there to experience it not to take photos and show off that they've been there um so i think it is important for people to realize you know take two minutes to just take in your surroundings and then kind of get into the Instagram mode if that's what they want. So obviously you were nine, in a nine to five, kind of, I guess, having quite a normal life. And you even mentioned before when we spoke on your Instagram, there's this really clear transition of like, I guess a regular person's Instagram with like normal photos of your dog and your family to like incredible travel pictures. So there was yeah. that transition for you of changing, I guess your feed of what you're about was there a moment for you when you was it a certain message you received or a certain amount of followers you hit where you're like oh my goodness I think this is going to grow to be something significant was there anything like that for you yeah I mean that there is it's funny if you scroll down on my Instagram you can see the line and like I know a few other people that have done 
you know, have gone from just a normal account to the kind of influencer account. And they've deleted all their old photos. But I think it's really important to just keep them because, you know, it shows to other people and myself that, you know, it can just, it can happen. And I am just a normal person. You know, I have, I did post, um, you know, just normal lifestyle stuff. And then obviously it went on to something a bit more, you know, influencer it was when I first started kind of posting those more professional photos um I did I got like loads of comments on them everything like that and then as I was posting more it was you know people commenting all the time and I was getting obviously more likes than I was before and I was I was quite I was doing it just because I enjoyed it and then you know fast forward a year maybe not even that much maybe when I was in New Zealand so that was probably about eight months after um, I realised that I was I was getting messages from people like how do you do what you do I want to travel and live like you and stuff like that which is great like I love people messaging me stuff like that um, so yeah I think I think it was once I started getting the messages and the comments I was like okay this this could possibly go somewhere um, and then and then also like you get the people that con- that comment on your photos all the time and it's kind of like you then gain not friendships but you know you kind of know who they are and you want you want to reply to them because they are they do constantly message you and me and Jacob have done meetups as well and there's been a few people there that have come down to see us um obviously a lot to see him and then some to, to just see me which I think is crazy like um and even today we was in a bud um literally on the top of this walkway and this guy ran up to us and was like hey me Jacob like I follow you like I love you and was literally in the middle of Bali that's and he was mad like, yeah. so it's nice to see that and he was really like excited and happy and he was freaking out he was shaking like because he was really happy to see Jacob and it's just I don't know it's just crazy to think that there's people out there that are like you know really really excited to see you because you're just just a normal person yeah does it feel surreal in a way I guess people would almost label you as like an influencer like does that title feel uncomfortable or is it just a bit like you never thought that that would be something that you'd be called I guess yeah, I, d- I still don't, to be honest. I don't. I still don't feel like I have enough following and enough, you know, blogs and everything. So, you know, I still feel like I am just starting out, even though it's been a year. Um, so I'm quite interested to see what happens and what I'll be saying this time next year, because this year is going to be, you know, me and Jacob have just started our business together. We've just moved to Bali. So this is, should be the year where everything kind of kicks off. Um so yeah, it'll be interesting to see where I'm at this time next year. Yeah. Um, so I'm so excited for that. I think that's really exciting that you're kind of looking at this year as like, this is the year where you obviously are full time now, get the time to focus on kind of building your brand and building what you're doing. Um, but just taking it slightly back, when you were talking earlier about that transition of going from kind of your Instagram being just regular and who you were to going to amazing travel photos I found it really interesting that you said that for quite a few months you were doing that and it wasn't like you had the intention of I'm going to become a travel blogger I'm going to become an influencer you were just doing it because you wanted to share great travel pictures yeah yeah pretty much so you know I was going on I went the first time that it that the transition happened was Jacob and I went on a trip to Santorini um and obviously that was the first kind of insight I had into that influencer travel lifestyle um, and I, I loved it straight away um, so then after that I just wanted to post them just just because I enjoyed the photos and you know I enjoyed what my feed was looking like with the different 
travel photos um especially going to new zealand like there's a lot of beautiful places there so it was just to kind of show um to people like where i was um and to just kind of share the photos i didn't expect it to go anywhere where it has so luckily it has but i think that's another way um of that's another bit of advice i'd obviously tell to people is don't push it too hard like everything will come organically you know you'll get the followers organically like if you if you enjoy what you're posting and if you enjoy and you're passionate about what you're doing then everything will just fall into place and you will get there I think it's the people that push to gain the followers and you know follow and unfollow people for them to follow you back and stuff like that like it's not the right way of doing things it's and it's unfair on the people that are doing things the right way as well because you know it's important to not do that as well because if you're if you're trying to contact a brand and you're saying oh, I've got this many followers this many likes but you've actually kind of cheated the system in a way then the once you've done a deal with the brand and you don't get what you've agreed with the brands are going to be like what the hell like and not work with you again so it's important to do it organically like like I said if you're passionate about it everything will fall into place and you will you will gain because in the long run because brands want to work with you and everything like that so yeah it's just it's just important to kind of just be passionate about what you're doing and it will all fall into place yeah and for you the the passion for travel came before seeing it as a job or something that can make you any money you were just passionate about doing it um and I love that you mentioned there about kind of the importance of being authentic and growing it organically would you I guess as a piece of advice say it's far better to grow slow but kind of authentically than push your way to the top do you see people trying to do that yeah I've seen I've seen a few people do that yeah and um thing that they don't realize is people people notice it as well like brands would notice it too like they ask for you know your your statistics and stuff like that so they'll know if you're you know pushing your way to the top and not doing it the right way um and yeah I, I think it's just important because then you know that the people that follow you are the people that actually enjoy looking at your stuff rather than just follow for a follow like it's it's just not you know it's not what you want it's not who you want people not what you want people to see so yeah I, I think that is the best way to kind of just do it organically and not not push your way to the top and it's such good advice to people that it probably can be too easy to see what other travel bloggers are doing people with hundreds of thousands of subscribers followers um and see that and want to be at that place and kind of not see the years that they've put into that journey or see where you're at and not realizing that a year and a half ago you started working so hard to build to where you are now it's not an overnight thing you don't just post one thing and instantly you're a travel blogger yeah exactly I think that is important because the people that have like one one million plus they've been doing it for years it's not something that you can just do you know over a few months it does take time and they they've established themselves as well you know the ones that you see with a million like they have the followers they have because they enjoy what they post um so yeah I think it's important to just grow organically yeah so good and talking more about kind of I guess the real life and the reality of what you're doing so you're in you've just moved to Bali but that wasn't the original plan was it you kind of had a hiccup which people don't necessarily see they'll just see that you've moved to this beautiful country and think oh they have all these incredible plans but actually you had a plan it fell through and then Bali was yeah. the next thing. Tell us more of kind of about that story. Yeah, so it was September. We I left my full-time job because um, we were going to be based out of New York. Um, so Jacob was still working with Beautiful Destinations. Um, we 
uh, started renting an apartment out there. Everything seemed to have, you know, fallen into place. Um, and then, as things happened, Jacob lost his passport, which meant he had to reapply for his visa, and the American embassy denied it for some reason. Um, so it kind of put a spanner in the works. Um, we then couldn't go and live in America, which was annoying. So that was from September, and only now in February we've moved out to Bali. So there was that five, four, five months of not knowing what we were doing. Kind of like everything was up in the air. We didn't really know what to do. We didn't really know where we were going. Um, and it was a stressful time. But obviously people don't see that. Um, so people still think that everything's, you know, all fine and daisy. But that's that's the kind of thing that that's what social media does it doesn't show the stressful times the ups and downs it just shows the happy travel months that you're having so yeah but everything's fallen into place like everything happens for a reason we decided not to do america um and we've obviously gone to bali instead which is good it's like it's sent it's quite easy to get to other places obviously australia's quite close other places in asia and everything like that so we're trying to focus on that kind of um area for this year um, and yeah, so we're looking for a villa and we'll be settling for hopefully about a year in Bali. So everything has worked out, but obviously for those five months it was quite stressful. We didn't really know what was happening. So, but again, like I said, people don't realize that that was the plan and that was what was happening. So mm-hmm. it's quite interesting. It's good for people to hear. Yeah, so good to acknowledge it. And you guys, you're pretty spontaneous, right? You, even you saying then that you're hoping to stay here for a year, I mean, you probably would say you never really have anything set in stone you're pretty just kind of go with the flow yeah definitely um I think it's the best way to be really obviously it can um it can be quite scary for some people some people don't like to live their life like that some people like to know what they're doing have a plan um but that's just something that Jacob and I have in common which is good that we like to just be like okay let's go here tomorrow or let's do that like um even when I moved to New Zealand I moved my work so I worked for a travel agent they told me three weeks before I was leaving like oh there's a space in um Wellington office do you want to move and I was like okay three weeks later I was on the plane and that was the first time I'd ever moved countries and it was the other side of the world so I don't know I think it's just fun um to do that and I don't ever want to look back and be like oh I wish I'd done that it's always better to do it and fail than not do it at all so yeah it's amazing advice I think it's good to yeah acknowledge that kind of to do what you've got to do you've got to be able to be happy with taking risks and not necessarily knowing where you're going to be in six yeah. months um and obviously leaving like leaving family and friends at home how's this move been for you how have you found it this move's actually been easier than the last I think only because I have done it before but you know if I was to if somebody was to move or to think about moving and it was their first time um Obviously, I just, what I was worried about the first time of moving was that I'd lose all my friends and because I'm not speaking to them all the time, not seeing them, they'd just forget about me and like I'd come back and have no friends. But that's not the truth at all. Like everything at home still stays the same. Like nothing changes. So as soon as you go back, it will it will fall back into how it was before. So you know, I, I don't think you need to be worried about losing friends or you, know, you will miss family, obviously, but they're still going to be there when you get back. So. It's, you just have to take the opportunity and go for it really mm, and I guess kind of the benefit that you're so connected online is that you can connect to people wherever you're moving to and kind of make new connections there you're not just yeah on your own in Bali you're making new yeah, community exactly. we have a few friends here um as well so 
either but we were lucky they were here before that but even still like there's so many bars and you know there's a lot of photographers here as well so it's just it's just easy to make friends and like even if you couldn't we were gonna hopefully host a um a meet up um so like other photographers can come down and stuff like that so that's a great way of meeting people as well so you just have to be active about it um obviously you're not going to meet people if you're just sat in the villa or hotel on your own so um but yeah I, th- I think it's a great way to make new friends as well like people that i met in new zealand i still speak to them so it's it's good to just go out and people yeah so you would say just do it get on with it if you've got an opportunity <laughs> say yes <laughs> love that it always seems like a theme through the answers you are giving um of talking about like being the one to initiate stuff and not if you move country like not sitting back and thinking oh i've got no friends i haven't got any community or reaching out to brands and actually being the first one to make that connection i love that you're kind of open and confident about doing that and just saying hey if, if you need something or if there's something that you're looking to do, like reach out and start that conversation yourself. Exactly, yeah. Um, like even today, I've sent a few emails out um, to a few brands and they've come back saying, no, sorry, we're not looking to do that. And you're just like, okay, and then on to the next. Like it's obviously there's some brands that you are devastated that you can't work with because if it's a brand that you really like and they say, oh, we're not looking to do a collaboration, then it is a bit gutting. But obviously it's work. You have to look for the for the next you know the mm. next um, brand that will work with you um, but obviously that's it's not just going to fall into your lap you need to go out and go out and do it um, it's the same as like if you were just sat in your room nothing's gonna happen you have to go out and do it so um, like I said before they're only going to say no so you just have to be confident and and email them and ask them mm. and with kind of digital everything being so accessible and making it so easy for people to start to build these careers online if there's someone listening and they're like I love I'd love that lifestyle it sounds amazing and they kind of obviously realize that it's not just these beautiful travels but also a load of work that goes into it what advice would you give to them you've already said some really great kind of like tips but if someone's listening and thinking I'm literally starting from zero um I don't currently have any amazing travel pictures or blogs where would you advise them to start um I would just kind of like as I said before just be confident and proactive um so obviously if if you know you want to start to do it then kind of go out there and find something that inspires you um because obviously with writing as well you the only way you can write an interesting blog is if you've done something interesting if you just sit at home you're not really going to have much to write about so it is just going out there finding what makes you tick and what you like um and then creating your own you know your own brand and your own values and then yeah just be confident and be proactive and then it will happen and like I said before as well as if you're happy and you like your brand and you're you're confident with it and it's what you believe in then you know people will believe in it too um but if you don't if you're not confident then nobody will so yeah I think just be confident and proactive and you'll be fine Mm, and also I guess kind of realizing that and if you start day one day two is not kind of going to look like this successful story actually even considering like not every trip you're going to go on is going to be funded like if you love travel and you want to build a career out of that you're going to need to kind of kickstart that and I think I don't know if it's true for you but I guess some people might message you and say how do you get I want to travel for free I want to travel for free and I think it's I read the other week it's such like a googled thing of like how can I travel for free but it's just not like that, is it? You guys don't always travel for free. You've got to do it off your own yeah, back. 
yeah, a lot of our trips that we've done, we funded ourselves. Um, I mean, there's been a few that, you know, the hotels kind of worked with us and we've had to buy flights, but a lot of the time it's been just us. Like, we're going to China on in like three days um, with some people that we know, and that's completely funded by us. Um, that's And, you know, we're just going because we're so close to China and we just want to go and experience it and take photos and post about it. Like, it's not because we're going because we're making money. We'd, hopefully, you know, it will, in a way, other brands will see those photos and hopefully like them and then want to work with us. So it does kind of work in everyone's, like, in your favour if you do just kind of go off and, you know, fund them for yourself. And then that way, like I said, you'll be able to make content and that will make it interesting. Um, if you don't and you just sit indoors, then you can't post anything that's interesting because you haven't done anything. So you do have, it's like, it's kind of like swings and roundabouts. You have to go and fund it yourself to get the good content and then, you know, then things will happen. So yeah, you can't just sit at home and be like, how can I travel for free? <laughs> um, Doesn't quite so. work that way, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's great advice and I love how much you've talked about actually such a big part of it's confidence and believing in your brand and believing in yourself and the value that you bring to like the collaborations that you do, which I think is really great. Um, how do you, how did you find that? Like realizing, cause I think sometimes it can feel a bit awkward, probably especially being English of deciding what's my worth, like financially what, what's my platform and what I've built worth to other people. Do you, did you have any point kind of feel uncomfortable with deciding that or promoting that? Or have you kind of always realized actually if I'm gonna make this a career, I'm gonna need to be okay with, with what I'm worth and what I need to do? Yeah, I mean, to begin with, obviously, like for the first year or even only up until now, you have to kind of just, you know, sometimes take deals for less than what you would and stuff like that just to get out there but then I think sometimes you you know how much work goes into it so if somebody says oh we'll do it for free or I want you to do this much and you know how much has to go into it like I think you know like no that's not fair and you have to just be like no sorry like we can't do it for that much and then push because a lot of the time they kind of pe people that you like club with they go lower to see if you'll accept it or push for higher um, but then obviously you don't want to ruin that relationship by pushing too much. So it's kind of like trying to find that happy medium. And I don't know, it's just something that you have to do out of experience to kind of, you know, know how much you can you can push and stuff like that. But yeah, I think that if you know how much work has to go into it and they're asking for too little and you have to kind of weigh up and be like is this going to be beneficial for me um and then just go from there so only you can kind of decide that yeah I mean it sounds like such a fine line of deciding kind of what what's the right thing to do because it is a it's a business to you right it's not just a yeah a passion or an amazing thing you get to do although it is that actually you need to I guess kind of have your head screwed on to to what opportunities you're going to take in regards to how that's going to work with your company and your brand Exactly. I think it's important for people to realise that it is a passion turned into a business and sometimes people don't realise that, you know, sometimes when you push a passion into a business it's not as enjoyable as they thought. So some people might do it and then be like, actually this isn't what I wanted because, you know, it's it's sometimes for people it can say tarnish the passion because it's a lot of hard work. It's not just going and travelling and taking photos, it's it is obviously a lot more to it. So yeah, just be careful that, you know, 
it's not all, like I said before, it's not all like fine and dandy. There is hard parts and stressful parts. So just have to be careful of that. Yeah, and it's great to acknowledge that. And I love that you've kind of talked about that in this episode. But I love to kind of swing that question on its head and just ask you what's a highlight been for you? Because obviously you've been to some amazing places in your kind of year and a bit of travel blogging. What's What was like a highlight moment, the best place you've been? Um, maybe best not the best, maybe that's difficult. Just a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was probably the Maldives um, because I've wanted to go there for years. And, you know, it... It was no, it was never a place that I would ever have dreamed of being able to go. And then it was when we were in the boat, driving on up to the bungalows on top of the water at Sanibajani, and I was just like, "Wow, this is this is the moment that I'm like, I knew that things were going in the right direction, and that I wanted to carry on." Um, so yeah, it was that was a highlight for me, and it was such a good holiday as well. And it it wasn't. It was we did a collab with the hotel, but it was a lot more relaxed. So fantastic! So to finish us off with kind of a final question to you, um, so obviously you've just moved to Bali, which is very exciting. You just relaunched your blog and your website, and you talked earlier about how you feel like this year is going to be pretty significant for you. So what do you feel like's next? Obviously, plans-wise, you never quite know, which is exciting. But what do you hope for this next year of your business and what you're doing? Um, I just hope that, you know, everything kind of goes as we wish. Like, it's it's very hard to set, set up a business and a lot of people still think that Jacobs is a beautiful destination. So it's kind of like showing people that we are working as um, Jacob Media. Like, it is just, it's us now. Um, and just kind of like pushing our brand as much as we can and just kind of, growing as well like I've only posted a few blogs so it's kind of like getting into the swing of that getting used to that um, and just getting comfortable with still reaching out to brands and everything like that so I think it's just kind of like I would just want to for this year just kind of establish ourselves um, and just you know this time next year hopefully we'll know exactly where we are um, what our brand is you know with the blogs um, I'll still be posting them so it's just kind of like to just keep growing really because um, obviously we just we've just started this new chapter, so it's just kind of yeah, just keep pushing at that and hoping that it will be successful. Yeah, which is super exciting and so glad we kind of got to record this now, like almost at the start of that exciting journey. Because I think it almost documents this point, and you can kind of look back and think, oh my gosh, look where look where it started, look where we began. And I guess with stuff online, you don't know where it's going to grow to. You don't know what's yeah. going to happen with social media and Instagram, so you've just got to kind of go with the flow and adapt to what's happening which you said is such an important part of what you do yeah because instagram's not gonna be around forever i mean everything does kind of fade um so it's good to kind of have it that's another going back to like just posting photos not just that because once instagram goes then you're not going to have anything so it's good to kind of have you know a few other um a few other avenues really um to go down so yeah Hopefully this time next year um, we'll be having a chat and it'll be completely mm. different. Might I'd not be l- in Bali, might be somewhere else. I would love that. We'll see what you've been up to in the meantime and how you've kind of grown what you've done, which is great. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me today. It's been so good to chat. Um, yeah, Haley, thank you for joining me. It's been really fun. 
thank you so much for listening to this episode of Starting the Conversation. I hope you enjoyed listening in on mine and Haley's conversation. I know I really enjoyed recording it and speaking to her and hearing more about her story and to what she does. And yeah, I just found it super interesting and inspiring. So I hope that you did too. And thank you to Haley for talking so openly about what her story into travel blogging has looked like, what she's learned along the way and kind of the real life behind all those gorgeous pictures. If you want to check out her photos and what she posts online, I would totally recommend checking out her Instagram and her website, both of which will be linked in the show notes for this podcast. You can find the show notes at alicebenham.co.uk forward slash podcast. So go and check them out, give us some love and connect with her online. As always, if there's anyone who you would love to hear interview next on this podcast series, do just let me know. I'm always interested in connecting with inspiring and entrepreneurial women. So give me a shout over on Instagram if there is someone that you would love to hear but that is all for this episode thank you for listening in and we'll connect again soon